There's a rundown, rough neighborhood in South Tehran whose residents have been exiled. They're drug dealers, transvestites, social outcasts. But amidst the decaying buildings and forgotten streets, there's a house, a shelter for homeless women. Grape Garden Alley is home to a collection of women who have struggled, survived, persevered, and found strength in community. I found strength in their tired faces, says award-winning Iranian photographer and filmmaker Tahmineh Monsabi, who spent three years on and off documenting Grape Garden Alley. Raw and powerful, Tahmineh's photographs feature heavily lined faces and shadowed eyes, a frailty and resilience that inspires strength. Life can be wonderful, but when life is hard, when political and social and economic circumstances push you to the edge, demolish everything you've built, you tear and scratch to find meaning, you yearn and wonder, what is it all for? You stop dreaming. My name is Rosario Lebrija Rasvetayev, and this is Sublime Art, a podcast that brings you artists from all mediums whose work calls on the sublime. Today we interviewed Takmine Monsabi during her solo exhibition at Galerie Eric Dupont. Tucked away in a cobbled alley in Paris, this substantial exhibition revealed taboos and stereotypes in Iran and Afghanistan through the images of women and marginalized people. Based in Tehran, Takmine's work has been exhibited in Rome, Vienna, Boston, Seoul, Amsterdam, and the Modern Art Museum of Paris and LACMA in LA. She's a highly recognized international artist who takes an unflinching look at life, finding beauty where others might not. So we are in an incredible space in Paris, in Eric Dupont's gallery, with an incredible Iranian photographer, award-winning photographer whose work has been shown all over the world, with Damine Monsavim. And we are surrounded by these incredibly large-scale photographs. Some of them are black and white, some of them are color, um, and they all deal with different series of your life. Is that correct? Yes. As you see, there are several series uh, from 2007 till now, uh, and uh, I both do in color and black and white. Yes. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the podcast, first of all. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. My first question is, I was reading your bio preparing for the, for the interview, and I read that you describe yourself as a socially conscious photographer. What does that mean to you? Uh, I didn't mean a specific thing, uh, but I mean that I'm not worried about social issues, but uh, my main focus is on uh, womanhood and social uh, issues, uh, but um, it doesn't mean that um, I'm really much focused on uh, these topics, because as I'm an artist, I would like to do my work in an artistic way. Mm. Yeah. It's great that you describe yourself as an artist because I think a lot of artists actually reject the idea of being an artist. Have you always wanted to be an artist? When did your passion for art come from? It's passion for art, absolutely. And uh, so it's, I'm honored <laughs> to say this. I don't like to reject it because art is beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Did you realize you were an artist since you were a child or did it come later in life? Uh, from my childhood, it, 
it has started. But uh, when I was 16, uh, I was in art school, art school, sorry, and uh, I was uh, more interested to uh, do more photography uh, because one of my family brought me a camera, so I started uh, to take a photo with it, and I was really uh, passionate to take photo and it has started from that time. And then I decided to uh, go to um, university to study photography. Then I did. A lot of the subjects you deal with are very hard. They're very real. How do you choose what to film and what to record and what to photograph? Uh, it depends on um, what is happening in my life or it depends on the way. Uh, so uh, I led to these subjects by the life, or uh, when I was in uh, university by my um, professor, uh, they told me it should be much more better to focus on this series, like Bright series, one of my professors told me, because I took that photo in the middle from the building with three bright dresses in it. At first I took this photo, then uh, one of my, my um, professor um, saw this photo, he told me you should make the series with this photo. And then he led me to take more and more, more photos and make a series. So uh, after that it's, um, the other series happened like this too. Um, so it depends on what is happening in the life. Mm. Yeah. yeah, what's happening in the world. Yeah, exactly. And before we delve into the, the meaning of these photographs and more into the methodology of it as well, you have described yourself as a fearless and honest photographer. Do you think that this is something that all photographers have to have, all artists have to have, or is this something that you live by? Uh, I... Uh, I didn't confess this, by, but I would be appreciate if I could be like this. Uh, I think everyone should be honest with their works, or, with, or every artist should be honest with their, uh, with their arts. So uh, if I could be like this, it, I would be happy. Great. So let's move on to the, the incredible images around us. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the series to, to our right right now and maybe describe one of the images to our listeners who maybe have never seen the, the photograph before? Uh, the series that I'm, uh, it's recently done is about uh, Afro-Iranians. Uh, we have a community of Africans in south of Iran uh, so in two last years I was focused on this series and I took many photos from their community, but how they do their life and from their uh, women who are uh, in these uh, communities. Uh, most of them are in uh, South, Bandarabas and Boucher and some of them are in Baluchistan. So I'm much more focused on Baluchistan part. Uh, and it was really interesting to me. I met many uh, great souls and I uh, understood, because we didn't know that we have this kind of uh, people, uh, 
because they are in hidden layer or they are not uh, in big cities. Uh, so it was really interesting for me. And they were most immigrated from Zingabar uh, by Arab slaves. They came to Iran after Second War. Uh, so the history is, was really interesting for me too. Mm. So uh, as you see on the wall, we can see the photos of the women and child and uh, the landscapes where, where they live. Mm. That's so interesting because uh, I'm Mexican and in Mexico yeah. there are not many black people actually and uh, and there's this whole town in the middle of Mexico that nobody knows about that it's all black people so it's it's incredible the the different people yeah. that you find in your own country that you have yeah. no idea existed how did you stumble upon this culture this this ethnicity in, in your own country it's not really um, they are in a hidden layer but It's not uh, when you go to this area, Balochistan, Sistan Balochistan. It's in southeast of Iran. You can see them in the streets, in the um, villages. So I follow them and I ask them to get more close to them, and they trust me. There, it was not really easy to get their trust uh, because. Um, As they are religious, they don't let us to take photos from their women. And uh, with uh, many different ways, I get allow got allowed to take photos from them. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine that must have been quite hard. Yes. Can you tell us about one of the images? Choose one and describe it and tell us the story behind it. Uh, there are many images that I would like to tell the stories, but the most important one is uh, this one. Um, they were farming in the, their farm, and uh, at first I asked them to take a photo from them. They were making jokes and make fun of me, and they didn't let me to take photos. So I asked them find a way that get me. Uh, permission to take photo from you. They hide their faces. They cover their faces by these uh, plants. Mm -hmm. So uh, and they were making funny, and then they hold their hands up, and uh, suddenly I took this photo, and it was really interesting for me and more power. They made this image more powerful, and it's. It could be like a manifest behind it for me. And so if I'm getting it correctly, they were hiding their faces playfully rather than yes, they were playing they with you. Yes, because they didn't want to take a photo from their faces. And I guess hiding one's face is very common when you're being the subject of a, a photographer exactly. uh, that might be going into spaces that, that are a bit sensitive. And uh, this is your latest series, but actually one of your first series, Guilty or Innocent, uh, is very interesting as well. And it also deals with Uh, with very sensitive subjects. Can you tell us about... Uh, females, they showed me a place. Uh, it was a shelter. Uh, it was not a rehab center, but it was a place for women to live in. So uh, I went to this place. Uh, then uh, I started to take a photo from uh, these uh, women who were uh, living They were homelesses and they were living in this place. Uh, it was in 2009. 
I started uh, this series and it took three years. It was one of the most, most important series and photography in my life that I took. From Most of them are portraits of this woman. You can see the story from their faces. Mm. Yeah. Why were you drawn to them? Why did you decide to shed light on that subject instead of anything else? Uh, in that age, I was 23, uh, I was really hot on these subjects, on these matters, and uh, I thought maybe I can find some sides of myself from them. Some sides of yourself? Yeah. How interesting. In yeah. what sense? I don't know. I think it's something in uh, unconsciousness. Mm. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was, it, it was like a therapy for me. So tell me, why are many of these women exiled from society? Why are they living in the ghettos? I think uh, it's everywhere is like this. It's not specific from Iranian society. You can find it in every country. It's, uh, they are not rejected by the society, but it has an influence. But they are rejected by their family or it, it's what the story they had from their childhood. Um, maybe some of them, their parents were addicted also, or they were in prison, so their story of their life has changed from that time. And also, uh, from this shelter, I found a um, lady who named Tina. Uh, she was a transgender woman, uh, woman and uh, she was living uh, among this uh, woman. After two years, she led me to take photo from her, her and uh, for four years, I guess, I took photo from their, her life, as you see here. Uh, but in 2020, she died because um, she, she quit her addiction in 2016, but again in 2000. 20, she started her addiction again and she was overdosed. Mm. So uh, it was one of the most important person that I met in this shelter. Why do you think it's important to tell these women's stories? I think it's important to, because it's not easy to the eye to see the story of the women. And these women especially because they are in a hidden layer, you can, it's, they are not, uh, it's not easy to the eye to see them in the streets. So it was really important to, uh, for me to find them, to show their stories, to show their faces. You can find their pain in their faces, into their eye. Uh, I think it's important for us to see all around us not to see ourselves just. Mm. You're transmitting some very strong subjects in these photos. Do you yeah. think um, the f photos themselves are somewhat healing or are you just uh, documenting what's happening? Uh, if it could be healing, I would be happy. But um, my goal was not to just to take a photo and just uh, capture the, them. Uh, I had more... Uh, deep goal uh, in background. Hmm. Because uh, 
of course, you have two separate series, as you noted, um, dealing with addicts and, and with uh, transsexuals. But uh, one of them is called innocent uh, and guilty. Yeah. What do these words mean to you? What are they innocent or guilty of? Mm, because we don't know if uh, they are guilty. I don't think that they are guilty. But they should be innocent by the society. Uh, it's the story. Mm. And at the same time that you were creating these very, very strong images, you were visiting other parts of the city and you were taking photos of um, the, the wedding dresses. Yes. Can you tell us about that series, how that came about, and, and maybe describe one of the images as well for us? In 2007, uh, when I was in uh, university, I uh, took the photo that you see in the middle, the three bright dresses in the building. Uh, I took this photo when I was standing on bridge uh, connecting and intersections. So at first I took this photo, then a, when I was in a laboratory I was printing in a, with a and uh, it was analog. And then uh, it happened like a series. Mm. So I took many photos from the other stores, there are old historical buildings, uh, but now used as a vitrine of bright dresses to sell, or a store of bright dresses, and they sell uh, bright dresses. Uh, and it was an interesting point for me that uh, these bright dresses are sewn by men. Why was it interesting? Uh, because of It, it was a bit poetic for me uh, that it's not uh, really feminine subjects. In behind, men has an influence on it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, some of the best designers for women's clothes have been men. Yeah, yeah. And I see a lot of contrast between these very pristine, white, pure dresses, um, beautiful dresses, and the conditions where they are sewn and where they're made and the hands. Uh, did you show this on purpose? What was the, the idea of how you framed the photos, how you took the photos? Uh, no, it was not by the purpose. Uh, it happened. Were you taking these photos at the same time as you were taking the, the ones in the ghetto? Or was it at different times in your life? Uh, yes, sometimes it was uh, simultaneously and sometimes uh, at first it was a different series. I think it had an influence to me uh, to take these photos. Before that I took bright series um, because the subjects was about women and uh, I think something in, on my unconsciousness has an influence mm. uh, to continue this series in another way or yeah. yeah I mean I can, I can only imagine what you were seeing yeah. when you were going in the ghetto and then you were going to the working class yes. to see these, these dresses being sewn how did you deal with that psychologically to go back and forth from these two very different places at that time I was uh, hyperactive <laughs> <laughs> I was too young I was 22, 21 and uh, uh, it was not really hard for me to do many different subjects or uh, and then everything changed um, yes and, and I hear you, you went to jail. 
if you're not comfortable speaking about it, we don't have to cover yeah, it. Um, about 10 years ago, uh, with, uh, by the mistake, I was arrested, and uh, it was uh, uh, in 2012, and for a month in a jail. After that, I was uh, very rele released. And uh, uh, I decide to not to do my photography in another way, uh, as you saw um, the series that was staged, uh, which named All About Me, nicknamed Crown Giver, because uh, I ac accused why I took uh, photograph from uh, uh, addicted woman or this kind of woman, I decide to take a photo from successful photo uh, woman or um, make my story like uh, Miss Iran uh, to, to have a stage photography and tell this story another way. So I took uh, that series and after that I made this video in behind as you see. Uh, it's uh, a belly that's someone who are painting uh, um, painting like an insect or giving a bird to a baby uh, in this video sh she's painting this and then it's making a, an illusion uh, it's because of that I was in a solitary cell it was not easy to uh, spend time in that space easily. I imagine if I could have a baby, I was not alone. So it has started or it uh, come from those period. Uh, and uh, this series is after this period and I am I'm thinking that it was one of the most important part of my life and my photography is, has changed in another way. In what way has it changed now from before? Uh, now, uh, it depends of age is also, uh, it has an influence because I'm, at that time, um, I don't know, I think at that time um, I was more uh, concentrate on uh, really highlight subjects, subjects. But now uh, I'm thinking more about society or community, which are uh, I didn't thinking about them before. I, I can I would like to discover them or uh, to travel a lot in my country. Discover my country. So despite the imprisonment, you wanted to stay in Iran because many times people leave after something yeah. like that. What made you stay? Unfortunately, as, uh, as, as good as I can live in Iran, I would love to live in Iran and uh, because um, my subjects, my uh, family, my love in Iran. Uh, 
So you think you'll focus most of your life's work in Iran? Yes, definitely. I've traveled to Afghanistan before to, uh, twice in 2015 and 2017. Uh, for a month I lived there and I've uh, done a series there. I've done a series there. But um, uh, after the war and Taliban came again to uh, Afghanistan, I had a plan to go back to Afghanistan again, but uh, I think now it's not the time to go there because many problematic reason has. Um, but in this, between these two countries, I would like to work more and more. Mm. And going into the methodology of your work, why are some images black and white and some color? Uh, most of the time I would like to take photograph, uh, the black and white photograph, uh, I would, because I'm taking photos uh, with analog camera and I would like to develop the film by my own and or printing by my own. Sometimes I cannot close my eyes to the colors. I would like to take in color too and I would I took both color and black and white together and after that when the series has finished I put all of them together and I find the story with, with these two. Uh, some of some of color photos cover the black and white photos and they help each other to understand the story much better. Mm. So in the, in the different series you have, you always mix up whether exactly. it's black and white. Exactly. For example, this uh, series, Afro-Iranians, and also Grape Garden series from Addicted Women, I have both in color and uh, black and white. Mm. And about the, the Grape Garden series, um, we already spoke briefly about Tina, but is there any other um, subject that you would like to tell us about that changed your life or changed the way you view things? No, the most important was Tina. She was really important person for me. And uh, also Bright Series. Yeah. Do you think there's a theme that underlies all of your art that is, you know, constant despite the different subjects that you're tackling? Exactly, it has. For example, in all images you can find trace of women uh, and or landscapes or from the landscape you can find shape of body of the woman or uh, I think it has for me it really has mm. yeah and who inspires you as an artist uh, Nan Goldin of course why I love her work I like her point of view and uh, she's really interesting are you trying to change something in society through the photos I, I, I think, uh, no, I don't want to do change, but I would like to have an influence on the audiences. Mm. Yeah. And, and what are you working on now? Uh, right now, um, nothing. I'm just thinking to make a, a short um, fiction film. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us for this incredible podcast. 
and uh, and we really appreciate it because these are such special yes. works of art. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and coming to here have a conversation. Yeah, no, congratulations on the show. Merci. <laughs> Thank you. If you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. You can also follow us on Instagram at Sublime Art Podcast. Don't miss our next episode where we explore the sublime with another artist.